It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Steve Martin. high realization the other day i was talking to kaylin and we were talking about how like um you know there's a lot of like comedy that is camp and that is like an aspect of it that makes it funny or whatever you know but we decided that twin peaks is camp but for drama and i don't think that i've ever seen that exist can you think of other existing all, like Buffy, drama camp? Buffy is a camp for drama. So? Buffy is a dramatic comedic series, but dramatic. But like the over the topness that is Twin Peaks. Twin it's Peaks, not a, yeah. It's not. It's not a soap opera uh, where you wait, expect it. You know, like campy, dramatic. I don't know. Help me think. I really couldn't think of anything. There has else. to be something. I was like, Twin Peaks is so unique in that it, it is. is dramatic camp. I'm sure there's more, like soap operas and things like that, but not the... But I feel like soap operas... Soap operas are soap operas. What soaps did your mom watch? My dad oh. watched. <laughs> Way more dedicatedly than oh, my mother. Please. All my Tell, children. All my, oh, yeah. My grandma and my even my mom used to watch that. And I think one of my first memories of it, like, you know, like retained that memories... That is so boring to watch, are, though. Oh, no, but there was, like, an action-packed summer where a plane crashed into a mountain. (gasps) Okay. And I remembered, like, the, you know, and it's, like, the one woman is, like, literally stuck in, like, the cockpit or whatever. And, like, at the bottom of this ditch, and she's screaming for help for months. You know, like, the entire month. She didn't get out until September or whatever. Lori's still in the bottom (laughs) of the pit. That's hilarious. I just remember my mom watching General Hospital and all my children, and I guess General Hospital. Which one was uh, the famous one in? Uh, Susan Lucci. Yeah. You're saying from I almost all my called children. her Lucille Roberts. The famous one, <laughs> Lucille Roberts. Lucille Roberts probably had her her hand in all of them. Really sponsored by Lucille Roberts. <laughs> Definitely Lucille Roberts. Um, snack wells. Remember those little candy <laughs> that like those weird dry cookies that were oh fat free. Oh my god, that's so good. <sighs> it's time to watch the Muppets. Wait, before we watch the Muppets, uh-huh. in middle school times, there was a soap opera mm-hmm. that middle school girls. Passions. Yes. It was the one where it was oh, like with god. vampires and trolls and so leprechauns. Dumb. I don't and, even yeah. know what it was about. I just remember people talking about it. My knowledge of it comes from Buffy, also because oh, Spike likes to stay home and watch Passions. <laughs> oh god, that's like a big part of Spike's character, like development from a good guy. Mm-hmm. He starts to be a good guy, and that's one of the signs is that he's watching Passions in the morning. Spike is a good, good. He's a great friend of me, and he's a good, good guy. Girl. All right. It's time to watch the Muppets. <laughs> Not passion. The so I want your first impressions of this episode. You said this wait. episode. You texted me this morning, afternoonish, and you said this episode has a warning in the beginning. I watched it on my phone, and it didn't have a warning. Oh, maybe it's. Only I know why it had a warning, but is do the warnings only come up on your maybe phone? on a bigger screen? I watched it. On I mean, my on phone. a big screen, maybe. Did you watch it on a bigger screen today? Yes, I did. Okay, so I watched it on the laptop. 
Yeah, did not come up on my phone. It was hard to watch it on the laptop during yeah. work, by the way. Uh-huh. I had to, like, look to the side. It was, a, it was a good episode. Yeah, it was. And I loved the framing being so different for this one, too. It was... V- okay, let's get into it. So, our cold open... Scooter gets a glimpse at Steve Martin's routine and determines that he'll feel right at home on The Muppet Show. Steve's in his waiting room and he has the, like, arrow through his head thing and he's making weird-ass faces. The funny faces. Um, okay. So then Kermit tells the audience that he has some bad news. Waldorf suggests that they might be lucky and the show has been canceled. But it turns out he is right. Kermit tells the audience that he misread his calendar and this had scheduled a new act to audition. Steve comes on stage to protest the cancellation. This is too late. The audience, except for Statler and Waldorf, who choose to stay, leave the theater as the cast and crew get ready to watch the new acts. I liked that, seeing them all, like, shuffle out. Yeah. But now, worried for his job, Fozzie asks Kermit if he's just auditioning new acts as opposed to replacements. But it has not yet been determined. Kermit asks Scooter to bring in the first act. So they still kind of did everything the same way. They definitely did. Like, and the first act that he auditioned, quote-unquote, was reminiscent of, like, what a first act would be on this show. This is so choppy. Yeah. I feel like the whole premise is so choppy, and it's like, they could have done it where it was like Steve accidentally <laughs> showed up on the wrong night, and they pull a show together, or... That would have been better. You're right. Because starting it with, like, at five minutes to set, Mr. Martin, you know, was really weird. And then you do... And, like, we're to believe... Kermit canceled the show with audience members in? Yeah, we've watched them scramble to do better. And then why didn't he say, oh, we're going to have the show, but it's going to be interesting. We're actually going to be hosting auditions during the show. Or, yeah. I or mean, they, they did like Muppets Got Talent, basically. That before is only it was they a had thing, that right? back then? Yeah. Anyway. That is weird. And it would have been shopping. such better framing to have Steve Martin like literally knocking on like the studio door like, hey, you guys said Saturday at whatever. And they're like, oh, no, we meant next Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Some dumb shit like that would have made so much more sense than to have Steve Martin ready to go and then be like, oh, whoopsie daisy. Yeah, I guess We don't have a show planned? That's so rude. And I actually hated that Kermit did that. Kermit was a dickhead in this episode. Kermit was the worst. And and honestly, it was what? To pull his weight? To be like, by the way, I'm the one who decides the show here. And if I don't want to put you in the axe, you don't get the axe. Have Mm -hmm. some respect for me. And I'm going to put unbelittle all of you while I hold the cards. Yeah. I don't know. I I think Kermit was completely rotted in this episode. Well, let's go to the first act. The first act is the Lutrix sisters, a group of singing rats, a group of dancing rats, I'm sorry, doing the can-can. This was fine. This was fine. <laughs> was this a UK spot? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> We're opening on a UK spot. <clears throat> All right, next, Scooter brings on Mary Louise and friend, a girl and frog Prairie duo. Dawn's mom, just in Prairie Dawn's mom, who performed Swanee Ribbit. However, shortly after the act has begun, a vaudevillian cane comes from backstage and pulls Mary Louise this off. This was the best part. Mm-hmm. They oh, yeah. wanded her right off the stage. Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> second. They did the dumb punchline and boom, let's yeah. get her out of there. I'm really curious to know if they had a UK spot. They did, and I'm pissed. Okay. <sighs> off stage, a- the Swedish chef and Floyd Pepper discuss their aggravation about the show's cancellation. So, Who? Like, Floyd and the Swedish chef. So, like, no one knew that this was happening. 
that this was supposed to be a day of auditioning. I think it would have been funny if Floyd was shown in the audience going, Hey, man, that's my baby mama, or something like that. <laughs> Where's Prairie, man? Yeah. One of the things that I thought was kind of cool about this was, like, they got rid of the audience. And the studio audience noise oh. was lighter. Yeah. And it was, like, definitely four guys going, like, yeah, okay, woo-hoo. cool. You know, yeah. like, you could tell that that was, like, a weird thing to put extra care into. It was it's, it was kind of fun that it was like that. I loved seeing the Muppets crowd into the seats. Yes. I, yeah, I the love that. The official Muppets. Yes. And, like, have them sit down, and then they're going to be, like, judging the new mm-hmm. stuff to see if it's up to snuff to be with them. And there's they're going in and weekly. out of there. You know, no one's sitting in their seats. It's yeah. just they're all over the place. Because some of them seem like maybe they couldn't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Steve has an act prepared for the regular cast. He decides to do a balloon animal act. However, he learns that the others had already seen it performed and doesn't want to repeat himself, so he decides to make animal balloons without blowing them up. This doesn't last long. Thank God. He later talks about how he gets his balloons from a balloon farm. However, (laughs) the parent of Steve's balloons comes to attack him. This was so bizarre. I loved it. Had you watched... I've never seen any of his stand-up. Like, his, like, actual shows, especially from the 70s. Have you ever seen any of his old specials? I've seen clips of his shtick. Is the balloon animal thing a thing that he was, like, known for doing? Yeah, he could do balloon animals and all sorts of stuff, yeah. Because this was really reminiscent to me of the movie Parenthood. Yeah. When he, like, he's Cowboy Dan and he, like, saves the birthday party and everything. Uh, that movie is so him. Did he also write that movie? I think he did have a hand in it. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a Ron Howard movie. I don't know if he, Ron Howard... His character in that movie is pretty much him, yeah. I, I feel. I love that and the different so sides, like, he does have that sort of, like, mm-hmm. like that cowboy tan. But, yeah, he does the balloon animals in that movie, and I thought that he was doing the same punchline Wait, in this bit. Who's his love interest in that movie? Um, Mary Steenburgen. Yes, I love her. Yes, his wife. I But love when he her. was doing the animal, and, like, it looked, like, just crazy. I don't remember what his punchline was here, but in the parenthood he does that and he just goes your lower intestine Uh like he makes this like crazy just knots of balloons yeah i think he does that i thought that's where we were going with this the next act is terry louise and friend performing tie a yellow ribbit around the old oak tree her act is again put to an abrupt stop it's interesting that they keep did is this like in a world where she just keeps writing a different name down like i I guess so so yeah let me let me try again. And they cut it. Oh, I don't know. Because um, Kermit basically he has no acts. He has no acts. Yeah, this is not reason enough why to cancel you the show. Have, exactly, you cancel the show. Why? It's this one little girl, right? Like, and then and the where dog. was Wayne and Wanda auditioning? That would have been funny. That. That would have been funny. Like, after all this time being cut from the show, mm-hmm. like, they come on and they're like... And they try to get their And they're sweater. called, like, Jane and yeah. something. Like... <laughs> Jane and John Jane and Waldo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jane and John. <laughs> I almost said Jane and Fonda. <laughs> yeah, Jane and Fonda. <laughs> That's so funny. The next act is comedian Baskerville the Hound, whose act is similar to that of Fozzie's. His act is also ended quickly... This time by Fozzie himself. So very funny. Again, okay. So then, is this just an open casting call in general? It was weird to see the competitors. Yeah, it was like were you looking for a new comedian? Were you looking for a new MC? Were you looking for a new? You know, I'm having a parallel 
with experience with the Muppets mm-hmm. in my life because I don't normally think about people trying to take my job, but for uh-huh. whatever reason, I was thinking about that like t- yesterday and today, and I was like, oh, I forgot. People are like cutthroat out there. Like somebody probably wants the jo- my yeah, job. Yeah, we'll see what you do and like try to one up in some cases or yeah, skirt around getting something done that you you know. Yeah, people are cutthroat. Yeah. And this is, like, kind of showing that. Yeah. And there's someone else out there that's, like, can is a Baskerville's variation. delivery was, like, the same. His, mm-hmm. yeah, everything was very he much, He had a like, better joke. I could do it for a dollar cheaper, too, yeah. I bet. You know, like, that kind of thing. And like, he had, like, yeah, a joke that at least landed, right? Uh-huh. It was, like, stupid, but... I thought for a second he really was going to say waka waka. Almost. I really thought he was going to. Offstage, Kermit finds Fozzie that... Kermit reminds Fozzie that it's good to see different people in his line of work. However, the frog is singing a different tune when he meets the next act. Lenny the Lizard auditions as an MC to Kermit's distaste. I like the look of Lenny. Yes, I like the look of he Lenny. He does look like little villain Kermit. He does. And he reminds me of my cat with the vampire fangs that he has. <laughs> he's like bat, vampire bat fangs. Uh-huh. He's got like bushy eyebrows. He's very cool looking. I love it. This, I don't know, I, I liked the idea of this episode. Like, on paper, the, oh no, we have to audition new people is very funny. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Maybe this was not the best. And it it was kind of a waste of Steve Martin. Which I they, they like joke that it is. And it's like, well, no, it is. <laughs> and I feel like he could have just did, he could have done his act. Like, I don't know. I had to wait, like, I don't know. I, I feel, they definitely underutilized him, like, mm-hmm. completely. He could have been involved in every sketch. Especially, this is, like, Steve Martin at the height of his, like, career, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's fresh off of being, like, the hottest shit on SNL, mm-hmm. right? He's probably touring, doing tons of stand-up, has how many albums out at this point, you know? It's very, very weird. It is weird. I'll have to try to get to the bottom. Maybe it'll be in Jim's book. Oh, maybe. Which I... Okay, so have you started it? Yes, but I, it's being, it's a little boring for me right it now. It is a little boring. It starts off very boring. Ugh, like, I why do I need I'm to struggling. know? His great-grandmother, like, plowed fields and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are, what are we doing? You don't need to go that far. They're, like, really I settling the do. Hensons in. I, yeah, they are. In this book. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, did you get... The, the, the opening... The prologue of this yeah, book is so is touching. Yeah. And I love the, like, what do they say? Blue skies is like when there's a kid coming on mm-hmm. the set and they need to make sure that they don't break the illusion that the Muppets are real things. I and love that. That big bird is, uh, you know, truly this big old yellow bird guy that's wandering around and teaching kids ABCs and whatever. I think that's so neat. And just the whole, like... The way they describe believing in the Muppet, mm-hmm. you know, like... The part where they're talking about Kermit's response to mm-hmm. the little kid and that interaction—I forget what it was about, but yeah, they remember? were they were singing the ABC. Oh, yeah. I remember and this, he was this joking. bit from, yeah, from yeah, yeah, Sesame yeah. Street, even you know. Oh, you do. And the kid is going A B C D, and then like they would take a break and they would just E F Cookie Monster, oh, yeah. and then oh, I remember, then, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, you could do it with Cookie Monster. Yeah, next time won't you sing with me? And then he goes, you could sing it with Cookie Monster, and then walks off. And then then the little little kid says, I love you. Yeah, and he comes back. And then Kermit comes back. Like, that just, 
it's it's not it's improv, right? But it's like it it is. It's it acting is. in the moment and everything, and that's just so cool that like they don't break that because the script was to do these things, you know. And or whatever. Kermit comes alive. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I don't know. That's really nice. There's like so many instances in early Sesame Street that I can like uh, like remember, but half remember, you know, mm-hmm. where they had like meaningful moments like that with kids, and it's so cool. Um, speaking of, did you see this past weekend? There was like a lot of hubbub about the Muppets. No. So, um, please yesterday, tell me. no, sorry, not yesterday, on Saturday at 9.09 a.m., Big Bird tweeted, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. <laughs> to which... Of course, known piece of shit, Senator Ted Cruz had to, like, bitch that they're pushing a agenda and all this shit over at oh Sesame God. Street. I, did, I didn't watch SNL yet, but I did see the Cecily video. The Cecily video. I'm so glad you, you watched it. That, I like, I just got off the phone with my mother a little while ago. And she was like, oh, what'd you think of SNL? I'm like, I thought it was a really great episode, but the Cecily thing was so freaking cool. It was it was incredible. That it was incredible. That. It was funny and like so touching and, touching and so awkward. And I like it, I like welled up. I'm like this is like intense. And it is it's so I I can't put it into any other words other than to say that it's so fucking cool that she did that and that it got to air. You know what I mean? Like that all of I the just, layers of everything that it happened and I it did happen. Pe- enough people see that and yeah. like understand it, what it means and have more compassion for people. Yeah. And you know what I just like, I don't get like not to get like all spiritual or whatever, but it's like, why are you worried about another person's soul? Like, it's like, uh-huh. it's like, I get it. It's like, you're, I don't know. Their side of it is that you're like killing and you know, like. Uh, people who are anti-abortion. I, I hate that. That's the argument. Anyway, you can cut all this. Please. No, no. I think it's. I, if you got, if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't watched this video, Cecily Strong went on Weekend Update this past weekend as a character called like Bobo the Clown who had yeah. an abortion. Yep. And she tries not to break the fourth wall of the character, but it's obviously a story very close to her. Yeah. That. Had she not had this abortion at before her, yeah, at her twenty right? third birthday, before her twenty third birthday, she would not be the literal clown that she is today. She doesn't know where she would be, but she knows she wouldn't be where she is. Mm-hmm. And like, just the I don't know, the framing of it is so stupid and so like I don't know. The whole bit is very raw and very, very special. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything like that on SNL before. No, not like that. No. Not like that. No, I, and I mean, like, that was so Pete serious. Davidson will go on update and he'll joke about mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's that's cool, too, to his degree. And, I don't know. Pete Davidson is, like, not for me. I don't know. There's something <laughs> about him. He drives me nuts. But I feel like people love him, though. I know, and I don't 100% get it. But it's really, really cool that she was able to do that and that it went to air mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah, I saw people retweeting it today. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's from this past episode, the Kieran Culkin, Ed oh, Sheeran episode. Kieran Culkin, SNL. I love a Culkin. Do you know that about me? Um, 
This is a very Culkin episode. I'm is Macaulay in it? No, okay. but there's talk of the episode where Macaulay hosted. Ooh. And now I think I need to watch that. Because that just is a very bizarre... He was 11, and he hosted SNL. That's yeah. insane. I remember... I heard him talking about hosting SNL yeah. on his podcast when he had it. Bunny Ears, the podcast. Because, mm-hmm. of course, I had to listen to it. Because yeah. I, I, I had to stop listening to it because it got, like, boring. So... I love Macaulay Culkin. I don't want to, like... hearing Culkin... Kieran is so good, Uh and now he's like a for serious, for serious actor, right? Yeah, he's getting a lot of roles. Not that he wasn't serious before, but but he's like a regular on this show that's supposed to be like the best drama on HBO in years. I know. And didn't he remember when he was like a teen and he did like Iggy something or other? It's like he lives in Iggy goes yeah Iggy Iggy goes down yeah, and he's like this kid who lives in New York City and his parents are never around. (laughs) Steve Martin connection. I forgot he's in the Father of the Bride movies. Oh my god! And he's so good in those movies too. It's like this little shitty kid, you know. He's so good. And then who was the kid? And then their younger brother was like the killer. Rory Culkin was in Scream. Yeah. Which spoiler alert? Oh, Scream Four spoilers. The movie's only see- 12 years old. I can't wait to see the new what, one. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening to my voice? Anyway, go ahead. Um, Kieran Culkin's monologue is very much about Macaulay host- hosting SNL previously. Okay, I'm definitely watching this At episode. the very end of the episode, um, several cast members picked Macaulay up and put them on his shoulders and, like, you know, were like, yeah. he did it, and, like, you know, kind of yeah. bouncing them around. And uh, Kieran was there because apparently he guested in a couple of sketches sketches. also and um they show this clip of key of um why like kieran 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 i said his name so many times before that i like forgot what it is (laughs) and kieran turns to kevin nealon and you can see him say pick me up so then kevin nealon puts his hands like under his arms like under his armpits you know and he holds him up like that it's the saddest thing because he wants to be like you know yeah. championed too or whatever. It was very funny. You just have to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> King then, Tut. <laughs> I wanted him to do that so bad in this episode. That's all that I wanted. The next act is a group from the planet Kuzbane called the Fazoobs. They perform an unusual musical number. Now, they keep saying Planet Kuzbane, right? Like, that's, like, the known planet where, like, those weird Wubba Wubbas live. The Wubba Wubba, yeah. I like the hollow head in this. The hollow head? The the short, stout one that, like, was banging his head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because they kind of have, like, an instrument vibe to them. They can, like, play themselves. Hubba Wubba. This is fine, also. I don't know. I'm... I feel like you gave me some energy from this episode that I'm now I'm now re- seeing, and I'm like, "Fuck, this episode was not great." Um, and we had kind of built it up, like we're like, know, "This is the like, beginning Steve! of the best." Yeah. Okay. During the UK spot, Gonzo tries to tell Kermit all about his new act, but Kermit won't listen. Gonzo even offers to audition, but Kermit won't have it. This, this was the UK spot. The UK spot? This made me mad, so I'm kind of glad that if we would have watched it in Americans didn't have to see yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't have to see it. <laughs> that made me pissed and so stupid. Oh, wait. Oh, but the whole, like, I wouldn't dance with a man. That would be weird. Did you hear that? That was funny. That like, was like, oh What my a God. weird... All right, Gonzarella. So then the UK spot continues when Scooter introduces Gonzalez and Yolanda. Gonzo and his this dancing cheese. 
as the next act. That was... It was surprising that they actually went through with it. And they weren't just like, I won't let you go dance with a piece of cheese. You know? Well, because... They had to because that was the UK spot. No, I know, but like, just the <laughs> argument could have been the UK spot. I didn't think it was really going to be seen. You oh, know, wait, wait, I thought wait. they were going to argue and then. Oh, and it being seen was the, in the UK yes, spot. Oh, yes. that's I what I'm saying. Like, I would have figured it would just have been the argument, right? Like, and not that whole bit should have been cut though, probably. Stupid. But that wasn't that bad. It was stupid. Next. Next, we go back to Mary Louise attempts to audition again, this time as Carrie Louise, performing Old Man Ribbit. But Miss Piggy pulls her off stage, reminding her that she's the only female singer on the show. Janice. Oh, I guess Janice is Right? Wait. Hold on. She's in the band, though. But she doesn't She's sing. on the show, and Janice sings. Oh, does she? Yeah, she sings on Can You Picture That? Oh. In the Muppet movie. She has my favorite line. She was like, for sure, really? Yeah. <laughs> Can you get behind it? She's so fucking weird. I love Janice. Yeah. <sighs> Next, Steve Martin comes out with that fucking banjo. Yeah. Steve performs his rambling guy act. So, that's fine. I don't know. Steve Martin and the banjo is not for me. I don't know. It's very cool. He's very talented. Cool, yeah. Yes. My favorite was when he played with that the jug band. Yes, alert. yes. That was, I think, the perfect use of it. I don't think he should have played the he banjo before. He should have before. been playing with the jug band. Why didn't they make a sketch around him playing with the jug band? Yeah. Well, he said that they were rehearsing one, and that should have been it, whatever. But I they think that he, he only on... should have played the banjo during that. It would have made it better, more special, Yeah. bigger. And there's... He dances. He does a lot of stuff physically. He could have done... Way more. They did not use him right. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Bad job with the writing on this, Jim. And, and he Frank. has one of my favorite on cameos in the Muppet movie when he plays like the shitty sommelier at oh, that yeah. like dive bar that they go yeah. to, and Kermit and Miss Piggy <laughs> order the cheapest bottle of wine on the menu, and he's like, uh-huh, and he's like a sarcastic yeah. dickhead. He, and He's so good at the, that, He puts though. the bottle down, and Kermit's like, oh, you're not going to open it for us? And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And he pulls out a bottle opener, and he pops the cap on it. And he goes, did you want to smell the cap? And then Kermit <laughs> and Piggy smell it, and they go, oh, it smells, smells good. you know. <laughs> and he's like, right. And he yeah. like pours them a glass each, and then just like, he like, anything else? And yeah, then walk, yeah, yeah. You know, like walks off pissed. Yeah, it's so funny. Do you think that James Gronin took from his, like, Steve Martin's character. I wonder. Charles Grodin. Char- Char- yeah. Who did I, I say thought James for a minute Charles- you said James Grodin. I Grodin. did. I did. And I was like, is she saying James Corden? You have to interpret or- for me. Back. I know. But, okay, so speaking of, I'm now forcing my own in here. Speaking of James Corden. <laughs> um, I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. James Corden hosts a late night show. He's a... Like a heavy set English guy who hosts the late night show. He does that show Carpool Karaoke. Oh, I know him. He's annoying. You just had to say that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> he's been in like all of these musicals lately, like these theatrical musicals. Like he was in Prom. He was in Cats. He's been in like a ton of shit. Into the Woods. He's in the Cinderella movie that just went to Amazon. And these are all musicals because like apparently he's so fucking talented that he has to be in everything. So as of this weekend, there's a change.org petition going around to keep him out of the Wicked adaptation that's going to happen. Oh, so, also, 
if you didn't know, they're making Wicked finally into a film. They announced that this weekend, too. And they're actually going to use Adina Menzel and... They're using Ariana Grande. Chenoweth? No. Well, no. For me, they're right? too old. No, they're not. They're kind of not, right? Remember when Adina Menzel played Adam Sandler's wife in that movie, Uncut Gems? Did you see I've that? I've never seen Uncut Gems. No, she's in that? <laughs> yeah, she's his wife in that movie. The wickedly talented... <laughs> Oh my god, she talks. Um, She's she yeah. She has a way about her that it's very similar to um the like the school of acting that Drew Barrymore must have gone to. They both they both went there. And Helen Hunt. Oh no! Um, shit. What the fuck is her name? I love her though. Uh, Holly Hunter. Oh, Holly Hunter. I think that's gonna Holly. Oh, I'm Holly Hunter. I did meet Holly That's Hunter. That's a spot on impression of Holly Hunter. Yeah, you're so oh, what are, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Next, Sam the Eagle tells Kermit that he is outraged, asking, there, asking if there is any old-fashioned entertainment auditioning. Scooter can only vouch for the old part. Statler and Waldorf perform the varsity drag, complete with heckling from Fozzie Bear. Best act of the night. Best act. Like, reason to make the episode. Yeah. This bit. <laughs> They're in, like, weird, like, uh, barbershop quartet candy striped suits. <laughs> Their legs. Their legs. Their legs Their for legs. everything. And Fozzie heckling them. Yeah, the whole great. thing. And Fozzie's heckling them. And it's not working because they're great. Yeah, they're great. Like, it doesn't matter. It's bouncing <laughs> off of them. Fozzie can't even get a heckle in because they're just doing so damn good. Oh, I good. love it. I love it. The episode picks up kind of from here. Yes, I completely agree. Because next, Sam likes their act and believes that the show can become more cultured, but his hope ends when Scooter mentions the next act. Marvin Suggs and the All Food Glee Club perform Yes, We Have No Bananas. I loved this. Oh, this was terrific. Anytime fruit or vegetables have faces and they're puppets. Look at this cauliflower. Oh my god, I love him. Weren't there onions? Wait, they're scallions? They're scallions? Turn the page. Scallions, asparagus, potatoes. Oh my god, so funny. Is that... There's a lettuce in there or something. These are ridiculous. So good. I just love that there's... Yeah, a cabbage too. A cabbage, That must be an onion maybe. There was a tomato. Do you cook with any of those foods? What? Do you cook with any of those foods? Yeah, I, you know, I just made a really good frittata the other day. What's what's that consist of? An egg? It's yeah, it's an egg dish. It's kind of um, like an omelet, mm-hmm. but like thicker, mm-hmm. I guess. So I made it with broccoli, spinach, Ooh. vegan sausage, carrots, and that's it. That sounds great. And you like saute all the vegetables, and then I take them out, and then you put just like a ton of eggs scrambled in to there and then you start to let the eggs kind of create a crust around the bottom and then you throw all the vegetables in and you kind of push them into it it's makes it it's kind of like a i don't know like a casserole that sounds good but it's like very eggy instead i like eggs it was very good so i guess none of these vegetables were in it but they could have been if I had cauliflower. I was. I'm gonna cook with cauliflower, and definitely I'm gonna do bok choy, which I guess counts as bok choy. Is so good. Right? I think so. It is. Cabbage. It's like a cabbagey, lettucey celery. It's so much better than uh, yeah, than all of them. Red cabbage is really good. I like mm-hmm. red cabbage, but like bok choy just is so flavorful. I had really good bok choy this weekend. That was like drenched in garlic. Oh yeah, at this love bao that. place, and I it love was it. like. The best. I think I'm going to cook something with, like, garlic and ginger. Uh-huh. And maybe... That baby bok choy just... Olive oil. I mean, uh, avocado oil, maybe, or something. I don't mm-hmm. 
I'm going to try something now. I'm hungry. You're hungry? I'm going to cook. uh, No, I've been thinking about cooking, though, lately. And I'm going to cook myself chicken. And I'm going to cook Lisa, um, not Satan. Name another. What's fermented tofu? What's that one? Fermented tofu. There's tofu. Not Satan. Um, It's on the tip of my tongue. Tempeh. Tempeh, yeah. They have this um, this brand called Corn, Q U O R N, that makes like a chicken cutlet kind of thing. But all of their stuff is not made from tofu; it's all made from actual vegetable protein. Oh, great! And it's very good. I'll have to try it. And if like she's looking for something, and you're making chicken, yeah, whatever you're kind of pairing with chicken would pair just as well with this because it is kind of like a chicken. That's great. Kind of the thing. only the only reason I'm using the tempeh is because we have it downstairs I love in a tempeh. package. I like it too. It's okay. Tempeh's got like a weird like nutty like granola kind of taste to me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just gonna go for it. I really don't know what I'm doing with the tempeh, but mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Just gotta season it. Gotta season it. I'm like. gonna season it the same way I'm seasoning the chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll That's work. My plan. Anyway. <laughs> Steve performs another act introduced by juggling, introduced as juggling guy. When he accidentally kills one of the oranges he's juggling, the Swedish chef comes on to offer a solution, a juicer. This is the bit that was kind of problematic, right? Didn't he whistle at some point in this? And then he said he was going to whistle in an Asian accent. That's what was oh. the, the warning was for. Because he was like whistling like normal. And I don't even remember what he did as his, like, wish, whistling like an Asian man. But I was like, yikes to that. Like, just the thought well, of that. Well, at least he said Asian man. Yes. To his credit. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was kind of weird. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. It was somewhere in this episode, in one of his bits, that yeah. he was whistling. I kind of blocked some of this out, because I was like, okay. The juggling was cool and all, but mm-hmm. I was distracted a little. Well, when the Swedish chef come up, came on, Steve tried to, like... Talk to the Swedish chef in Swedish chef speak. Yeah. Which was interesting. Like, okay. I have no memory of this next one. The Flying Zucchini Brothers oh, I like audition, this. their human cannibal act. You don't remember this? No. This is so funny because you didn't see the flying Muppet fly into the door with its little body. <laughs> I think I just. Oh blinked. my god. This was so funny. However, the cannon doesn't fire until after the curtains come down. Yeah, oh, it's okay. A delay. But his little body getting flung across the room was the best part of this act for me. This next bit, I feel like these are like kind of classic photos you see going around of the Muppet Show, you know? Yeah. Steve and the Jug Band play dueling banjos, briefly accompanied by the Fazoops and the All Food Glee Club. Who's the woman in Jug Band now? Did you see that, like, woman standing off to the side? Um. What? Who is she? I don't recall a woman. But I wanted to bring up, is Fidel Castro in the jug band? Oh my Do you see this, motherfucker? That is... With, like, this, like, hat, too? That's weird. I wonder why they did that. Do they show... Let me see if I can click... Like, it's like Amazon where you click on the picture and the the Muppet actors come up. Like, what Muppet is this? Fidel Castro Muppet. This is Fidel Castro Muppet. Luba Glue. He looks like Fidel Castro Muppet. I thought yeah. that was really weird. I would love to have a conversation with Jim Henson. So, okay, so they played Dueling Banjos. And 36 years later, Martin reprised the song, this time opposite Kermit the Frog, in a Funnier Die video. 
Okay, why didn't he do it the jug band? Has to be Kermit. Cause all those, all these years later, yeah, of course. You know. A lot of these just characters kidding. just kind of, like, get lost. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know if there's really anybody who's like, oh, man, the jug band. You know, like, other than, like, us, we love when they show up. But, you know, like, I don't think yeah. there's very many whose favorite. My favorite jug band is with the with the foot. Is that yeah, the jug band the or that's like, just the guy on the couch or something? I think he was a part of the jug band. And he was like, oh, no. And there was one who was sitting and he's, like, tapping his foot. Uh-huh. I don't know. Jug band's adorable to me. <clears throat> so then, despite there being no show, Kermit thanks their special guest star anyway. Steve plays the Muppet Show theme as the credits roll. I thought that was cool that he played the Muppet Show theme. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. You know? And another good use of, like, you still have the banjo on, you play it. So now our edits here are Mary Louise's, on Nickelodeon, Mary Louise's second act and third attempts to audition were cut. As, as was Floyd's reaction to Marvin Suggs and the All Food Glee Club. I wonder why. I can't think of, like, anything that would be that, like, crazy. And then it does say here, Disney Plus includes a preceding disclaimer about negative stereotypes in this episode, although no instances are mentioned specifically. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember him whistling and then saying, now whistle like an Asian man. And, like... <laughs> okay! Yikes, Steve. And I'm not being too sensitive. It's like you a millennial are. looking to cancel Steve I, Martin. I thought you were being very sensitive. Megan. You, you seem like a baby. Okay. I'm not I'm not butthurt. What are you I'm sensitive? Not, I'm not triggered. I'm not a snowflake. Do people use that uh, term, butthurt, still? I don't know. What terms? I wish I could get a memo or a one-pager of a BuzzFeed idea of a list of words <laughs> that are out. That are done. And the words ha- that have replaced. Yeah. Just so I'm up and with it, things. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Fuck. Well, next week we're going to watch the Madeline Kahn episode, episode 209 of The Muppet Show, that originally premiered September 30th, 1977. So I think she's going to talk and make fun of her speech impediment. You like think she so? does, yeah. Okay. Madeline tells Gonzo she thinks he's terrific on the show. And the ego-starved Gonzo instant... Ego-starved Gonzo instantly falls in love with her. He drops into Miss Piggy's dressing room to tell her he no longer has a crush on her, which pleases her until she finds out that he likes someone else. Gonzo's obsession takes him to the brink of marrying her until hearing her comments to Kermit of his going off the deep and breaks his fragile heart. Wow. We're going to have to watch Gonzo get his heart broken again. So just brace yourself for this one, Meg. Sorry, Gonzo. We're here for you. Here for Gonzo. We're here for Gonzo. That's what especially made me pissed that Carmen was such a dickhead to him. Like, mm-hmm. excuse me, I'm turning this on for Gonzo. But if we lived with Gonzo, we'd probably hate Gonzo, too. What? Next week's UK spot, Megan. We could do a whole episode just about next week's UK spot. Are That's all I'm telling you. Okay. I can't tell you. That's a spoiler. Spoilies. So, we'll, uh, if you want to follow us along on Instagram and Twitter... You can find us at ITTWTM. Or. No, that's it. Oh, that's it. Thanks for the call.